In the bowl. Yo, 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 what do you know? Welcome to In the Bowl Podcast. Once again, always, as always, shout out to Hustle Five Ways for hosting us. What up? I'm your host, Nas. You guys all man, live from Dubai. And as always, In the Bowl Podcast is powered by CCTU, not only a distributor, a retailer, a party influencers, people who bring party or bring the bring the favors to the party, but also a mobile hookah company that elevates your experience with that hookah. What up? What up? What up? What up? What's going on, man? How you doing? Feeling good. I'm living. I'm living. Life is life is great. Life is great. You know, it's just. I'm here. I got. I got air in my lungs. We we moving. We we moving and grooving, diving and shucking. You know. That's what I like to hear, man. I figured uh, I would change the background up a little bit and you know give uh give off a little well this Dubai sunshine, you know, so that way we can uh spread warmth, you know, across the across the continents. I hear you. I hear you. Now that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, we gotta you know we gotta toast to that. You know, yes, sir. Like, you gotta give a cheers as always. You know, just you know, another it. day we here. We are here. We are here. So, so what's been going on, man? What's 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 new? Chilling. You know, just just living it. Just life is life is good, man. Just just taking it all. You know, going up and down the hills, just doing what I gotta do, and. Knocking one thing out at a time, loving it. Life is life is great. Life is great, man. So this week's been eventful, you know. Just just continuously, you know, just continuously just seeing different things and just just out there, you know, just enjoying it, you know. Enjoying this journey. What's up with you though, man? What's up? I got the scenery different out there, and you know, that's what's up. Going on, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, mix up the backgrounds, you know. So, you know, each show try to give, you know, something different. Right, right now, you know, the the Wi-Fi in the house, you know, I can, uh, my home studio is, is is limited to, you know, certain places right now. But I'm, you know, I'm working on that to try to get some different shots and, you know, different angles. But, you know, all all is well out here in the sandbox, man. I, I, I can't complain. I can't complain. I mean, the weather's perfect. You know, work is good, life is good, you know, no no complaints, man. Taking each day as it comes. Hey, that's the only way to take it, one day at a time, you know. But that's what's up though, you know, it's uh got the sun up, you know. Love the fact that we could do this across the water, you know what I'm saying? Love the fact that, you know, we just been staying connected, seeing what's up, you know, and, yes, and sir. just enjoying it, you know. Uh, technology is a is a beautiful thing, man. You know, even with this move, you know, we still got the pod going and the pod growing. You know, so I'm I'm definitely happy about that, man. 
I call it a double-edged sword, you know what I'm saying? Because you keep stuff like this, keep on going, you know. <clears throat> and as we talked about, you know, saying in the previous, you know, pre- previous shows, you know, just how social media can have that negative, you know, connotation to it. But, you know, it, does, it also does good things, too, how much we advance and how much, you know, we, wherever we're at. You know, it's kind of scary. Exactly. You know, it's wild. You know, people... People are talking about these little video cameras and, and screens and, and having these cameras in your house where you can just talk to it. You know, you know, folks listen. So I don't know, <laughs> but that's why I call it the double-edged sword. You know, it's that gift and that curse, you know? Oh, it, it definitely is, man, because technology has taken us so far. So okay. far, but, I mean, you, you're right. I mean, you do have to still be respectful and mindful of technology because it can't come back to bite you in the butt. I just imagine those wild text messages you used to send when you was, you know, when you was a young, when you was a youngin, right? She imagine just writing a letter, then putting it in the mail, getting a post. You know, now you just send a quick text. You know, what's up? You know, so technology yeah. is a double-edged sword, it's a gift and that curse. Uh, exactly, exactly. I mean, even before you know, writing the letters, putting in the mail, man, passing notes in class, man. Now kids don't even pass notes no more, man. They just. <laughs> Send a, a quick text message, man. It kind of, you know, steal some of the nostalgia from it. But, you know, I mean, as times change, you know, you have to adapt. You know, if you get stuck in, you know, how things used to be, you know, you can't move forward. Evolution. You got to evolve. That's what you got to do. It's the name of the game. got to keep going. Exactly. It never yeah, stop. So, what, what are you smoking over there today? What, what you got going on? I take it back to the classic, man. You know. My BMW, you know, just took it back to the straight classic, just to chill. Got that sweet, got that bold, and got that cool mint. Got to go to the classic, you know. Life is good. Oh. Just want to sit back and just meditate, you know, one of those things. I feel you, man. I feel you. I got to try out this this ice raspberry mint, you know what I mean? So far, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good. You know, anything with mint in it is going to be a... Uh, Nine times out of ten, it's going to be a winner in my book. You know, like you said, it gives you that that cool, you know, refreshing, you know, taste on the back end. So I'm about nine, ten pulls into it. And, you know, so far, I'm impressed. So we'll see. We'll see, you know, throughout the course of this show, you know, if anything changes. But so far, I like it, though. I like it. What, what kind of flavor does it give? I mean, raspberry. And, you know, you got that raspberry mist. I, I like those. You know, my, my thing, I do like blue, blue mist, you know. So it has that extra cool, but that raspberry, you know, I, I never, you know, never thought of the raspberry would be. I stay away from raspberry. It doesn't really my thing. But yeah, I, I I agree. You know, I mean, Shisha to you, you know, sent me a sent me a gift box, you know, so it was included in there. So you know, whenever you got something on the shelf, you know, you gotta you gotta break the seal and try it out. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, That's it's. Uh, you know, like raspberry, blueberry, you know, it kind of gives you that sweetness, a little bit of tartness, but it's like the perfect balance, you know, to where yeah. it's not overwhelming, you know. So I, yeah. I, I like it, though. I like it. That's one thing I do like about them folks over there at CCTU. They, uh, they're, they're definitely known for throwing little little surprise in there, you know, just to be like, hey, try this out, see what you think about it, you know, let them know, you know. So they know how to do it. They, they, they know what they're doing over there. Uh, they get it right. They, they get it right. And anytime I see that box, you know, I know it's going to be something good in there. 
Facts, facts. A little surprise, you know, may not even be what you, you know, maybe a little extra, a little, little dab in there, you know, something for you to enjoy. Exactly, or a nice new little accessory to make to make things easier. You know, I'll, I'll always think about the customer and the client. You know, I appreciate them. That's what it is, you know. Customer's always right, I guess, you know. <laughs> and, you know, and that, that's funny because, you know, when I hear you say that, you know, I think back to uh, our conversations at our old uh, – our old hookah lounge about that good old eighty twenty rule, man, and how uh, how passionate <laughs> you know you you would get about customer service, but you know I I get it and I respect it, man. Now, customer service is big, you know what I'm saying? Like we're not even going to go into the tip. The tip is something different, right? But when when you get into customer service, man, I'm I'm big on that because I'm I'm coming to willingly coming to an establishment that I'm willing to spend money that I worked for, right? For something, obviously, depending where it's at, whether it's a a beverage, whether it's a meal, more than likely I can make it myself, right? But I'm willing to pay someone else to do that. I expect customer service. And, and it's not about the money for it. It's not about none of that. It's about that experience that you're going for. When you go to a particular place, you know what you're going to spend, right? Ain't no surprise. Yeah. You yeah, know, so I'm, I'm willing and able to do what I want to do. But if you feel like you're going to give me bad customer service, then I'm going to be like, all right, well, unfortunately, I can't help you out here. You know, I'm good. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't partake in this, in this nonsense. And and that begs the question, I mean, what are your thoughts on places where you go and they automatically include gratuity in your bill? Now, how do you feel about that? Because, you know, I I have mixed feelings on the automatic gratuity. I think you're clocking my pockets, but I also feel that I expect, again, good customer service. If you're going to expect that, then that's fine, you know, and you put it on there. If you are just standing up to that standard or you're up to that standard, they put a little bit more on there, but I don't know about that. I mean, I feel like you clock in my pocket. Yeah, you know, because I, I feel in, in, in some instances, you know, they put automatic 15% on there. I'm like, all right, well, you know what I mean? The service is good. You know, I'm usually, you know, a 20% tipper, you know, around there, but at the same time, it's like a gift and a curse because if that person already knows that they're getting, you know, gratuity automatically, you know, is that going to push them to go above and beyond with delivering, you know, quality customer service? You know, I think some people take advantage of it where they know it's already locked in. So they're like, all right, well, look, I'm going to do the bare minimum because I'm already getting my bread. Versus if it's not included, it's like, all right, well, let me go ahead and give, you know, good customer service so I can make sure I, I get a good tip. See what I'm saying? Now, I hear you. I hear you. I feel that you, you just don't know what's going on, right? So I feel that so I have two parts to this. There's layers to how I assess what I'm about to tip somebody. All right. I, I first sit there and, and I'll, I'll assess the service that I'm getting. Then... 
depending on depending on the type of service that I've been received, I'll sit there and say, all right, you get above. Because I used to I used to be in the service industry, right? And you know, you get peanuts, you know, for for work that you have done. And depending on the customer, they can be a handful, right? Yeah. So you get peanuts from your from your paycheck, right? No matter how hard you work, you're gonna get this twenty twenty five dollar paycheck, right? All right. So you're living off a tip, and there are some. I think that again, there's layers to it. Some individuals are are go getters. Some some individuals no customer service, and some say, well, you know what? I'm already going to get eighteen percent, so I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. When not even thinking that there are a lot of people, depending on how many drinks and how good the service is, I mean, how many extra cups of water I get, <laughs> you know, it, it it can make me forget to look at the bill and be like, all right, well, let's just, next spot, let's just pay this tab and keep it moving. Yeah. But if I do realize that the service has been bad, I'll sit there and be like, all right. You got this, you got that. Nope, take that off. I didn't get that. This was disgusting, so take that off. And then you start, and that's when you notice that extra gratuity. The only time you really notice it is if you had a bad time or you have that much time to analyze. But if you had a great time and you just, you know, they, they, they keep the event going, the, the, the night going, yeah. the day going, whatever it is, the situation going, then you're just trying to get out of there and keep it moving. So it all depends. It all depends on, on how that service is. That's why I say customer service is key. You gotta, you never know who you would. You never know, you know, there have been people who've been getting, you know, $1,000 tip. You know, just because you made the experience that much better. You know, you just, you were attentive. You did what you did. Gave you some shit. You look at that bill. And you start taking shit off the bill, you start getting that percentage down, and you're like, nah, this is, your, this is your tip, and unfortunately, I can't help you out. Maybe you should get a better attitude. Uh, man, I, I agree, man. Customer service is, is key. And one of the things, you know, that I'm, I'm realizing in, uh, in Dubai is, you know, a lot of places are operating off, you know, the contactless payments. You know, so I've been really killing, uh, killing the Apple Pay out here, which is, is good because, you know, instead of you having to take your card out, swipe it, somebody walk away with your card, things of that nature, sign something, you know, it eliminates all that. But at the same time, I'm noticing, you know, with the contactless payments, you know, I mean, there's no way to, you know, give a tip or leave a tip because if your bill is X, and, you know, they present you with that, they put that in the machine and, you know, you tap your phone to it, you know, that's what you're spending. And I think I, I was a little caught off guard because I went out to, to lunch with some uh, colleagues and we went to, uh, went to this Yemenese restaurant, you know, pretty cool. You know, food was was great. You know, not used to having a, a meal that heavy, you know, in the middle of the day. But, you know, the bill came, you know, we paid with, a, you know, contactless payment. and then. You know, I saw everybody, you know, taking, you know, a couple of uh, dorms, you know, local currency out of their pocket, you know, to leave a tip. And I'm like, man, have, have I been a jerk? Because a lot of spots I've been at, you know, I don't have local currency yet. So I haven't been able to, you know, pull it out and put something on top of it. So, 
you know, just put that whole thing into perspective of, you know, trying to learn, you know, the different, you know, customs and things of that nature to kind of figure out, you know, how to operate. Yeah. And that's, that is one thing when you go somewhere else, get accustomed to their customs, right? And so it's learning that and, and knowing that. And that's my thing. When it comes to the tip, as a server, like, you, you should think, if you're in the service industry, your tip, all right, here's a little hidden gem. Your tip can either be claimed or not claimed. I abide <laughs> by all rules and laws <laughs> that are bestowed upon them. So, okay. But as, you know, again, as a disclaimer, this is not a my thought. It's just a, a rumor. Yeah. That if yeah, you get yeah. certain tips, like, you know, you don't claim everything, right? And you live off of your tip. Okay. You know, because your check, again, is your check, right? So your tips are your tips. So if, they, if someone pulls out, like, a, a actual, you know, a, a, a currency, then that, depending if you, if you declare it or not, goes your, goes your pocket, you know? And that's what yeah. you live off of. You can't live off of, off of the service, off service check. You can't do that. No, trust me. I get it. I understand, and you know, I I, I respect the industry. Man. You know, I'm I'm a big tipper. You know, what I mean, especially if the service is great. You know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take care of people because, you know, you you already know that you know those servers. You know, hourly rate. You know, a lot of times it's lower than you know what the minimum wage would be and things of that nature. And you know, you want to see people people eating. Folks need to be rewarded for you know quality service. So I'm I'm all about that. Don't be that bad man that goes out and don't have enough money to tip. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're doing that, but it's like one of those things. Like, you can't be, like, I can't be identified as the person who goes out and won't tip. Right? Yeah. So you're going out yeah. there for, like, you, like, you can't go out. If you, if you don't got the money to tip, don't go to dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, go do a drive through and keep it moving. Man, you know. You, you know. Like, <laughs> Working in uh working in and around you know nightlife you know for for so long you know I've seen you know so much you know with tips you know I've seen the good tips I've seen the bad tips I've seen the people writing notes and comments you know on the receipt and things of that nature so it's it's wild but but I, I agree man definitely don't uh don't overextend yourself you know I mean if you can't afford to be where you're at and you know leave a leave a tip just. Just go ahead and chill around the crib that night, man. It's, 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 it's no <laughs> need to push the envelope. <laughs> Chef it up. Chef it up. You know what I'm saying? See who your skills is in the kitchen. Chef it up. Do that. Yeah. You know? But don't go out there and set yourself up, you know? Because, again, you make it surprised with that automatic gratuity. You start wilding. You'd be like, damn. Exactly. And I, I'm, I'm going to say something that, that I've seen and witnessed in the past. And, you know, I may get fired up or, or, or roasted about it, but it's just hilarious. You know, I, I would, uh, you know, during happy hours, you know, I would see a uh, young lady who uh, order a beverage and, you know, they may order like a, a margarita or something. And uh, I hear the question asked, you know, hey, you know, what kind of tequila do you want? You know, they run to the different different brands and they hear the prices, you know, so they say, nah, nah, you know, I'll just take real. I'll get whatever it is. And then uh, a guy approaches them like, hey, you know, I want to buy you a drink. 
And you hear the whole persona switch up. Now it becomes, oh, you know, I want, uh, you know, Casamigos in it, or I want Don Julio or something along those lines. When a, a drink ago, you know, they're sitting here drinking, drinking a real drink, you know, but that's, it's, it's just funny to see how, you know, people, you know, operate when, you know, they spend their own money versus spending someone else's money. You know, I, I find that to be pretty classic. Man. I mean, again, that's a, why, why you think, you know, we go back, you know, you think about why, why you think folks got to put hot sauce in, in condoms. I mean, allegedly, you know, you got you to be careful of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, you gotta be careful of, of what's out here. There, there are some individuals that have ill intentions, so it gets to that point to where you know that people are just like that. It's the society we live in. Yeah, you know? yeah, man. It's, you know? it's, it's, it's so, different times, man. And, and you know, so again, that begs. Go ahead. What were you saying? So again, you, just, you gotta you gotta watch yourself. You gotta you gotta make sure. You got to make sure you know where you at. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that, and that begs the question, man. I mean, do you think, you know, chivalry is, is, is dead? Now, I came across, you know, a conversation uh, this week, and it was talking about, you know, like guys opening up doors for females and, and things of that nature. You know, with uh, the, the current state of affairs in the world we live in now, you know, do you think chivalry is dead? I don't think chivalry is dead. I just think what, what, what we pass on to, to the younger generation, right? So I think there's a, there's a certain group, there's a certain demographic or age range that will sit there and, and, and do it continuously, right? So it's all about what we're passing down to, to legacy or what we're passing down to generation. And so you got to be able to Pass those, you know, mannerisms or that character down. Um, so, do I think chivalry's dead? No, I think that it, it's dependent on us. I think that um, we 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 can we can influence the youth as to keep it alive. Because again, you only you're only going to do what you know. If you don't know to do it, why do it? You know, you're not even going to know how to yeah. ask. You don't even know what to do about it. So it's about what we leave behind us and making uh, sure true. that we make sure we, we set that tone as to what's expected, you know? Yeah. So I think it all depends from that. I, I mean, shivery, the shivery have to be dead? No, I mean, but no, I think it's, it's just one of those things where it's, if no one talks about it, no one brings it up, and no one continues to teach us it, then yes, it will die. But no, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not out of here yet. Yeah. Or, or if, if no one, you know, cor- corrects the behavior, that, that that falls on you know both sides. You know, right. if you you know you're out with a woman and you know she's reaching for the door, you know, you're like, hey, no, I got the door. You know, because a lot of people may not have experienced, you know, men opening doors and holding doors from things of that nature on, on a regular basis, you know, so you may have to, you know, correct that behavior. And at the same time, you know, I know definitely, you know, with, with a small man, you know, I showed him that early on that, you know, I mean, you always, you know, open the door for a lady, let her go first. You always, you know, open car doors and things of that nature. And, you know, you, yeah. you're right. You know, you have to be shown that, that example. So you know how to move and how to operate. 
And you hit a key point, I, you know. But yeah. No, 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 no. You, no, no, you, no. you, you made a great point. You made a great point, you know. It's not all about, you know, just teaching, you know, from one side or, you know what I'm saying, from from one from one sex. It's like, you know, you know, me being a girl dad, you know, it's just me also showing what my daughter should expect. Yeah. Right? And and how it's of the norm and what not to tolerate or what to tolerate and what not to tolerate. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it's both sides teaching each other, you know, whatever that is. But it's not just from the man's perspective. It's also, you know, from the woman's perspective of what they should expect and, you know, and all of that. So it's, 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 it's two-sided. Again. Side of sword, you know, it's one thing you gotta teach everything, yeah. you gotta, you know, go in there evenly. I agree, and you know, I, I, I take it so far that you know, I mean, even walking down the street, you know, you always have the woman on the inside and you on the outside, you know, simple things like that, or even in, in restaurants. And I know I'm, I'm famous for this one, you know. I, I don't like to sit with my door to the, I mean, my back to the door to the restaurant. You know, I got to see mm-hmm. what's going on, you know, who's coming, who's going. You know, it's, it's a strategic thing. And I was listening to, uh, listening to a podcast probably early in this week, maybe last week. I don't know. You know, I, I listened to a lot. And the conversation was centered around, you know, when you go into a restaurant, do you let the woman pick the, pick the seat <laughs> or do you pick the seat? Uh, you know, the whole thing came down to, you know, similar to what I was saying, that, you know, a lot of dudes don't like having their, their backs to the doors, you know, for various reasons. And, you know, one one of the, the gentlemen was like, nah, well, you know, I always dictate where the woman is going to sit because I pulled the seat out for her. So she knows, right. hey, this is where I'm sitting versus her just walking to the table and, you know, naturally just sitting, you know, wherever she wants. So that's... uh. It, it, it was interesting. That's why, you know, it started getting me thinking about, you know, what chivalry did because, you know, a lot of a lot of folks that were chiming in the conversation were like, yeah, you know, people don't hold doors anymore. People just walk through doors. People don't open car doors, things of that nature. And I'm just like, man, that's that's wild. But that's also who you're talking to, right? So it's all about what does that individual accept? What do they not accept? You know, what do they tolerate? You know, so it's, it's, if you tolerate that, that's what you're going to get. If that's what you attract, that's what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like people got to set their own tone. You know what I'm saying? It's all about whether or not what you are willing or not willing to tolerate. Right. And so if you're going to allow that, that's what you're going to continue to get. You know what I'm saying? You are you are the, the, the ruler of your domain. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you control that. But. If, if you tolerate, that's what you're going to get. And, and it's up to you to correct that. Again, is chivalry dead? Nah, it can be, it can be reinforced. Yeah. You got refresh, you got refreshers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's up to that individual to, you know, whatever that is, to, to figure out that, you know, and, you know, you, you tolerate what, or you, there's certain things you tolerate and certain things you don't. And it's up to you to, redirect that no man i i agree with you man and like you said if it has to be you know relearned or retaught and 
that makes me think, you know, I was uh, I was texting with small man and I, I came to reala the realization that this young man really is like the, the miniature version of me, man. It's, it, it's scary how identical, you know, we are. And I'm, I'm going to give you this one instance that uh, I'm sure a lot of individuals who I've dealt with in the past are, are going to appreciate. You know, so I, I text the boy, right? So I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, how's school going? You know, how's basketball practice? His response to me was, good. I'm like, yeah. hey, but how you doing? How you feeling? Fine. I'm like, man, it's like pulling teeth to get information out this boy. It's, it, it's like he's uh, talking to an auditor. You know, when, when you go to an audit, you know, you answer the questions that they ask you. You don't give any additional detail. It's just straight to the point because, you know, you're not trying to give up too much information. You're just trying to answer the question. And so, so I'm talking to him. I'm like, look, man, I right, look, how's school going? Good. Okay, what did you do in school? Work. Okay, man, what kind of work did you do? Take any tests. I need more information. I need to know, you know, what's going on here. And, you know, I know in, in the past, you know, I've been told that, you know, I can be short with responses and don't elaborate and things of that nature. And I'm just like, wow, this this is what people were dealing with, huh? This is uh this is uh what what I didn't see, you know, many, many moons mm. ago. But it's just it's just scary how, you know, your your children, you know, really, you know, pick up your traits and become, you know, miniature versions of you. So I, I say all that to you with uh with a young one. To uh watch what you do and, and how you interact because uh it may come back to bite you one day. <laughs> hey, that's deep. That's deep. Like you said, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, there's certain things you got to leave behind, you know, and, and you have to leave that. Uh, if you want to kind of leave a, a trail or a legacy behind you, and you got to, like you said, they, they, they're sponges. They're sponges, and that's what I'm learning quickly. So, you know, that's why we call it a journey. So it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know. So. You gotta, you gotta maneuver with that. Exactly, exactly. And I, I know one of the topics that we have been uh, trying to get to for for a minute, but you know we just hadn't had a, a lot of time. It was uh, going back to the, the governor in, in Florida, uh, Ron DeSantos, who, from uh, all intents and purposes, it, it sounds like the man is you know gearing up for uh, you know for a run for the White House in twenty twenty four, but. He's uh, trying to do some uh, some very shocking and outlandish things with, uh, with with passing bills, and I know you feel uh, a certain way about what he's yeah. trying to kick off in, in Florida. So you know what? Why don't you talk about that? This Bama here is wild as shit, and I say that because he just. The fact that you're going to try to, or that you passed the rule stating that you can't have uncom uncomfortable conversations about certain demographics, right? You can't talk about sex, religion. You just can't have uncomfortable conversations, right? And the time that we live in now and everything that has happened and continue to happen and has been happening, the problem that it continues to happen is, again, to have we're not having these uncomfortable conversations. Even when it comes to teaching, you know, the, the, our, 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 our 
our youth, you know, the, the young men and young women, you know, that are, are aspiring to be presidents and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Doctors, lawyers, you know, artists, you know, curators, whatever that may be. The reason why it's happening because you can't have that uncomfortable conversation. Because you're so worried about someone's emotions. You're so worried about how someone's going to react to it or if they're emotional, if they're, you know, like, you'll be all right, toughen up. You got to have an uncomfortable conversation, but that's the only way you redirect. You know, it's constructive criticism. So when did constructive criticism start being bad? And that's my issue as to why this is the dumbest ruling path. Like, I think it's just... It makes it makes absolutely zero sense as to why you would not have an uncomfortable conversation. It's basically you just become a permanent yes man, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think you know some people instead of trying to learn from the past and learn from you know prior situations and prior mistakes, they prefer to just sweep it under the rug and you know just ignore certain things and. You know, try to try to move on from it, and you know, I mean, you can't really move forward and and grow unless you understand the past and understand those mistakes that were made. So that way, they're, they're not repeated in the future. I think it's just wild. You know, I think that you know, even the governor of California, when he was talking to Newsom, he was talking about you know bringing actually these discussions into the classroom, right? Because my thing is, it's like it's it's one of those it's one of those discussions to where it's you don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation, but you talk about Confederacy flags, you talk about different people's opinions when it comes to religion, politics, whatever that may be. Unless you take that all out of the history book, how can you sit there and tell me if I'm uncomfortable or not if we're talking about the Confederacy flag, you know, the Confederate flag? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like one of those things where you can't sit there and say, I want this to be my history. I want, you know, we need to learn from the past, but then also you don't have a comfortable conversation. You know, it's like, you expect me not to, to expect me just to forget about slavery? No, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you don't forget yeah. about your Confederate flag. It's like, you know, you don't forget about whatever, who you are. And to bring that up with someone, it's like you have to conceal it now because the other person may feel uncomfortable. Well, I mean, I think, you know, we're never going to get past if you don't talk about it. It's like sweeping dirt underneath the rug. Yeah. It's underneath the rug, so it's, it's still there. Exactly. So let's not forget that. It's just hidden. It ain't going it's nowhere. It's never resolved. It ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Dumbest shit in the world. Again, yeah, I mean, all, all you doing, Alabama, all you're doing is just kicking the can down the road, man. Instead of dealing with something, you know, you keep putting it off. But I, I think one of the, the biggest things that that I've been seeing is that, especially in, in in media, you know, it's like I think a lot of people are putting things out for for clickbait, you know, and just saying outlandish statements just to get the attention drawn on them or keep themselves in the spotlight. Because when you look at, you know, some of the things that are being said and done and proposed, it's like, 
come on now. I mean, it's it's not practical. You know, it makes no sense. It's, it's coming way out of left field. And it's like, are you saying that to get attention? Or are you saying that to keep the conversation on that and away from, you know, real issues? That's the problem. You know, is it, you know what I'm saying? They're putting it's up a smoke screen. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Again, it goes back to a lot of shit. Like, everyone puts up a smoke screen. Just keep it on and keep what it is. Be your truth. You know what I'm saying? Just talk your shit. And I always tell people, like, you know what I'm saying? We can have a conversation. I may not agree with it, but I respect your opinion. Exactly. How can I sit there and tell this individual your opinion that makes no sense? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, that, that's, who, that's what you feel. That's cool. Keep that shit over there. And that's straight. And that's my problem. I think I think just not being able to have that conversation is just like this makes absolutely zero sense. And you know, we can't be in a time right now, especially after we after the administration we just got out of, and not even getting into politics. It makes no sense to sit there and start talking about we can't talk about it. And to be a president or want to be a president, you gotta have uncomfortable conversations. Again, you have to. One of the one of the biggest ones is don't drop that bomb over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you mad? You know, you gotta defuse the situation. And if you don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation, I don't see anything well coming out of that. Nah, not at all. Not at all. But this to switch things up on a uh a lighter note. So what do you think is the wildest Metro line and the DMV, and what do you think is the wildest bus line in, in the DMV? Because I I know that uh, you know historically and you know in the past you know there've been you know debates about you know green line, red line, blue line, and you know we'll see if that purple line ever you know gets off the ground, man. But but what what are your thoughts on that? The red line is the wildest line of them all. Because that shit is always fucking broken down. <laughs> I've n- I never seen a line that is, is, is so broken down. It stops at every... It stops at all the connections, right? So, I mean, it's just a, a, a plethora of just chaos. It's just, it's just chaotic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, think, I think the most recent time, you know, like, if we was in a pandemic, so when they start having people go back to work, they start doing construction on the red line. That's the wildest <laughs> shit in the world. Again, it's just think, think. Again, someone was in that boardroom who did not have the uncomfortable conversation of like, maybe you shouldn't touch any lines right now because people are just going back to work. So let's chill the fuck out. Don't yeah. worry about it. Let's just relax. But again, that uncomfortable conversation, someone in that room had that thought of that. Someone had to say to someone else that that may not be the best decision, but they were scared because of the uncomfortable conversation they would have to have. No, I, no, I, I agree with you. You know, the, the red line is pretty wild. You know, when you look at, you know, trains always breaking down and things of that nature. And I think, and don't quote me, but the red lines probably had like the most accidents you know, with, you know, trains coming off the tracks and doing different things. So it's it's definitely, you know, crazy. I, but I would have to say, I think the green line 
is crazier than than, than the red line because uh, once upon a time, you know, I, I lived down there for Marlboro, you know, so I would hop on, uh, I would hop on the train at, at Branch Avenue and you know take the you know Green Line to the city, and I would have to say, I mean, it's it's a wild line, you know, I mean, it, it cuts through some some really uh, wild places, you know, before you you hit you know downtown, but also, I mean, just the, the volume of, you know, kids to be on the train, the, the young kids. And that's what what uh, what, what really, I want to say annoyed, you know, but it it made, you know, that, that commute a little more challenging, you know, because kids are being kids. And, you know, sometimes they're kidding a, a little too much, you know, be on the train with, you know, kids sitting there listening to, you know, music on his phone. With no headphones, I'm like, come on, man. Or kids sitting there, you know, rapping and, you know, singing along with the song. I'm like, man, it's too early in the morning for that, man. It's, it's 7.30 in the morning. Just trying to get to the office, you know, get some coffee, you know, get this day started, man. Nobody's trying to start the, start the day off like that. But it, it was always, uh, always an experience on the green line. That's what I say. It always goes back to, you know, what's the wildness, right? Kids are gonna be kids. It get it gets it gets it gets fun over there, right? And you just sit there and you're like, all right, well, take this ride. But I'd rather deal with that than the train not work. <laughs> At least I'm moving. You know what I'm saying? At least I'm moving forward. Like I'm not <laughs> I can tol- I can tolerate anything for, for twenty minutes, but if I'm stuck on a train one time I took this train from from DC to to Baltimore, and I think I think the train hit a deer or some shit. And oh man! I was stuck on the train from like for like three or four hours. The train had to come behind the train that I was on, push us up to the next station. So you know that took some coordination for that. We had to get off the train, get on another train. That was like a three or four hour just on sitting still, right? So wow. again, I'd rather the train to always continue to be moving and 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 you know entertainment on the train than just the train being quiet and just stop. Between I mean, the stations. That's, that's valid. Yeah, I mean that sounds like that that, that Mark train. You know, I used to I used to hear horror stories, you know, from some of my my colleagues that took the the mark train one you know it has like a wild schedule you know we will be out at you know a happy hour or something and you know folks are trying you know get back across town to you know get the union station or wherever you know to catch that train because if you miss that last train you know you got a nice uh expensive uber ride you know on the way home to you know get back to your get back to your car but yeah, you know, whenever it snows or you know trees falling down and things that nature I mean the mark train is definitely definitely wild you know i don't i don't know how i left that one out it's, it's definitely a, a unique experience now what about uh the metro buses you know any uh any, any thoughts on the, the wildest uh you know metro bus route no no i'm not gonna lie i'm a driver i don't fuck with the bus bus is too much there's too many stops for me i, I need to i need to get the point a to point b <laughs> i'm a i'm a driver you know and unfortunately the bus is just it's too much of a confine. It's too small. I just the bus and I don't really rock out like that. So I pass on bus routes. I pass on bus activities. Oh, I don't man. even like tour bus. I'm I'm not a 
you know, get me on the Metro. I'll walk to the Metro, bro, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, all you're doing is stopping every 15 feet. He's like, what the fuck, man? Keep moving. You know what I'm saying? So, nah. Nah, I, I, as soon as I could drive, I started driving. You know what I'm saying? My first car was a 91 Trooper with rust at the bottom of it. That thing got me from point A to point B. That thing was a tank. Oh, man. See, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I'm a city guy, you know, so I, you know, I grew up on a metro, you know, when we were, you know, I was coming up in Landover, you know, we had the sea buses, you know, so I'll hop on, you know, one of the sea buses, you know, drop my little brother off at, uh, at school or, you know, the weekends, you know, we catch like a C24, a C22 and, you know, hit up the Addison Road and then, you know, hop on the train and, you know, head over to, uh, you know, Georgetown, I mean, as a kid at the age of 13 or 14, you know, being able to hop on the bus and pretty much have access, you know, to the entire DMV, you know, it was, it was priceless. You know, you had a curfew. Mother's like, hey, be home by nine, be home by 10. It's four o'clock. Man, that five hour window, man, you can hit so many spots in D.C., you know, off the, off the bus and the, the train. But I think in, in my adult life, the wildest uh, bus line that I, I, I've ever been on has been the X2, you know, riding through uh, through, through Chinatown. And that bus line, I swear, <laughs> I've seen everything in the morning. We used to call that bus the People's, the people's, the people's Bus. <laughs> the you people's know, bus. It, it was wild. I mean, you already know when you get down to 7th and H, you know, when you step out in Chinatown, you know, you already know the type of crowd that's just, just hanging out around, you know, that metro station. You know, so you're always guaranteed to see something. It's been seven in the morning has to be experienced. And then, of course, you know, living in Silver Spring, you know, you got the 70 to 79. And, you know, I know you're not, you know, up on, you know, bus culture, you know, but they got like the express line. Like the 79 is the express. So that way you're not stopping every 15 feet. Now you're stopping every 45 feet. You know, See now so. I'm good. I'm good. I got this <laughs> when I when I when I leave when I leave the house, I leave the house for it's intentional, right? There's reasons why I'm leaving the house. I don't just leave the house for any yes. I'm about to go to Sunday Drive. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's not my thing, right? I can go. I can walk outside for that. Get some fresh air. If that's what I want to do. But when I have to go outside, I'm going to point A to point B, point C, point D, and making it back back to point A. Yeah. So I'm intentional about my moving, right? So okay. Yeah, stopping every fifteen to forty five feet. Nah, I, <laughs> I got somewhere to be, and then you got someone that got to put a bike on the front of the bus. Then you got someone that forgets their stop, and they start talking to the driver, and they stop. Then they're trying to ask this. You'd be like, "Yo, just sit." down or get off <laughs> like figure it out and i'm not doing that then you gotta pull a little button down i'm not mad at it get myself in the car and figure it out you know what i'm saying like i i, I don't have an hour and a half to get to point b i got gotta gotta i got five minutes to get there so move figure it out no actually, man, I, I respect it and one of the things, probably my next adventure, you know, out here in, in Dubai is, uh, you know, to hop on the train and see how that how that works out. Because, I mean, so far, you know, I mean, getting around driving hasn't been too bad. I mean, I, I would say the 
one of the, the biggest biggest inconveniences you know I've witnessed you know so far is that of course everywhere you go I mean you got to pay for parking I thought downtown DC was bad you know but of course you know the park mobile app had that on deck so it was easy to get by but you know here there's you know different apps you got to download to you know to be able to park and things like that and that's a little crazy, but I want to try out uh, the Metro experience because the, the Metro is, uh, is is pretty efficient out here. So, or the light rail, or you know, mass transit, you know, whatever name you, you, know, you want to call it. But that's definitely on on the to do list because I'm realizing how much you know Dubai has changed, man. Because you know, I was out here you know five years ago in 2016 for a week, and just looking at you know that five five and a half year gap. You know, I mean, how much construction they're doing. I mean, I swear it's like every day there's a, a new building going up somewhere. You know, I thought downtown Silver Spring was crazy with, you know, every year, you know, them having a, you know, new apartment building or something. But, I mean, out here it's just, it's crazy. I mean, driving down the road, all you see is, uh, you know, cranes everywhere, you know, all the, the growth and development. So it's it's definitely been a been experience. But... One of the, the great things is, man, the price of hookah when you go out, you cannot beat that, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to some of the best hookah spots out here. And I want to ask you, how much do you think the hookah costs? Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw out there a good, you know, 30. You know, I'm, I'm going to say get 25, 30. You know, easy. Just maybe it's happy hour time. I don't know. I'll say twenty five thirty. Nah, man. Hookah is like fourteen dollars US out here. Mm, that's some of the that's some of the some of the best you know hookah of you know going out, and it's it's, it's crazy because I mean even like the the cold man, it's like how you were saying you don't want to stop for you know on a bus you know every you know fifteen feet. Every five to seven minutes, you know, somebody's coming around to, you know, refresh your colds and take care of you. So not only are you getting good hookah for $14, but you're getting great service to go along with it. Because, you know, nothing would, would, would kill me in the past of, you know, going somewhere and, you know, smoking hookah and that cold's dying out. You sit here tapping your feet, you know, trying to flag somebody down like, hey, you know, can I get some colds? <laughs> You know what's going on here, but man, fourteen dollars is 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 wonderful. Hey, and, and again, customer service, know what you're dealing with, know that environment, know what you expect. You know, it's customer service is key too. You know, I, I think uh, you, you hit on a couple of weeks ago about, or on a recent show, you've been talking about how they don't have guava. You know what I'm saying? What kind of flavors yeah. they really bang out there? Like, what, like, what, what, what they doing out there? Well, you know, in, in the Middle East, you know, double apple is uh, is is a staple. It's a fan favorite, and you know, I know the first time I had uh, had hookah when I was out in uh, out in the VA, oof, maybe 20 years ago. You know, it was double apple, and you know, double apple is definitely an acquired taste because you know it's like that licorice taste. So it's like either something you love or something you hate. And even double apple with mint, you know, it's still kind of like, uh, I don't know. So I don't know if maybe in the past, if uh, you know, I had too much double apple, but you know, I really can't 
can't smoke too much of it. Just like, you know, orange mint. So I think I went from double apple to orange mint. Now I really can't, my palate, mm. you know, can't take, you know, too much orange mint. I mean, if I have it once a year, I, I'm good. But it's definitely not something, you know, I'm ordering, you know, off the menu. Yeah. But uh, that, you know, uh, mint, you know, they have, uh, of course, you know, a lot of the same staple flavors, you know, we have, you know, back in the States, you know, your blueberry, your strawberries, you know, your watermelons, things like that. But definitely double apples reigning supreme. And another thing that I noticed, and I don't know if it's COVID, and I don't know if it's just the price of hookahs, but nobody shares hookahs that I've seen so far. You know, you have four people sitting at a table with four hookahs. I mean, it's fourteen dollars. That's one, two. Um, those are those are you know avid you know hookah smokers, and, and they know what they want, right? It's like, yeah. It's like you, ain't, you know, what I'm saying you ain't just passing around a cigarette. You know, what I'm saying like everyone got their own thing. Again, yeah. you know, it's um, and that's what that's what it is. It's part of that culture. Like you're, you're either part of the environment or you're not. You know, you got to do it for sure. Like we talked about in the very beginning. You know, it's like. You got folks that would smoke on the hookah for five hours with eight people. After the first, you know, 35 minutes, you smoke an ad. You know what I'm saying? Because you got so many yeah. folks on it. For the second, the third go around, you smoke an ad. Why? Because yeah. you're in. You know, but there's people going for that experience and going for that flavor. You know what I'm saying? Going for like, all right, this, this is a good blend. And it smells good. Like, there's certain blends, you're just like, damn, that that. That's solid right there. You, you, you want to know what it is. So, yeah. I agree with you. And as a the self-proclaimed hookah hog, you know, I'm all right with operating with everybody having their own hookah. Like, like you said, man, everybody gets their own flavor. You know, it lasts longer. You know, you're not, you know, reaching across the table and, you know, knocking things over and things of that nature. You know, so it's it's cool. You know, even though, you know, I do miss you know, the, the, the community aspect of it, you know, with, you know, passing hook around and everybody, you know, trying it out. But, you know, after all, it's still COVID, you know, so I get it and understand it. And, you know, in the crib, you know, when you do hookah, you know, that's something different, you know. But, of course, you know, going out, everybody having their own hookah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that one, man. I'm cool with that one, man. For all the avid lovers of hookah, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, keep your kid with you, you know. Eventually, it'd be like, a, you know how they have BYOBs? BYOA. Bring your own hookah. You know exactly. Exactly, man. Hey, man. So, but, you know, before we get out of here this week, man, you know, anything else you want to talk about? You know, any, anything else uh, on your mind, your thoughts? Nah, just go back and talk your shit. You know what I'm saying? Talk what's on your chest. You know what I'm saying? Live your truth. Do you. You know, that's one thing that I, I, I just continue to do, just be honest. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you can't be mad at me for being honest. You know, you can't be mad at me for making uncomfortable situations. I'm a true believer. I'm talking about the elephant in the room. You know what I'm saying? So it just clears the air. It, it, it just it makes the air, you know what I'm saying? It, it just it clears it. It leaves of any nonsense out there. So. Nah, right. man, that's about it. Uh, you're right. You know, I think a, a lot of people want the truth, but then can't handle the truth. Because then when you give them the truth, they feel a, a certain way. 
And that, that, that's the wildest thing, man. It's like if, if you ask somebody something, that, you know, they give me the truth. I mean, you got to respect the being straight up with. You know, if you want to sit here now and, you know, get in your feelings about something, then in my opinion, man, that's, that's all on you at that point. You know, that person has been straight up and, you know, laid it out and, you know, said what it was. And now it's up for you to, you know, swallow that pill. You, you asked for it. And unfortunately, I can't control that. I, unfortunately, I can't control that. That's what they call a personal problem. Well, you know, before we head out of here, you know, shout out to Chief to you. You can follow them on IG. Also, thanks to everybody for rocking with us. You know, don't forget, you know, you can follow us on Twitter at in, in the Bowl Pod. You know, you can uh, interact with us. Let us know, you know, what flavors you want us to try, different brands, or if you talk about something that, you know, struck a chord with you, give us your feedback, you know. Well, all up for uh, discussion, you know. What we say is, you know, our thoughts, you know, our opinions, and, you know, more than welcome to, you know, hear your thoughts and your opinions and, you know, what, what you think on that and, you know, be interactive with us. So that, that that's all good. And, uh we always tell you, don't forget, you know, keep those hookahs clean. You know, after each use, you know, wash them out, clean them out, you know, make sure things are ready to go for the next time. You know, don't smoke your hookah and let that water sit in the bowl for a week, you know, while you wait to smoke it again, man. Let's go ahead and take that extra five, ten minutes, clean it out, get it ready, so that way when you're ready to smoke next time, it's all ready for you and you get that nice, cool, refreshing flavor of the blend that you just mastered, you know. So we'll catch you all next week. And like always, click, like, and subscribe. Hustle 5 Ways Radio.